All right, Ladies here we are. We're back. Who's with us? MC. The lady in black. Maggie. Hello. All right, so here's the deal. Maggie's show has been killing it. Uh-huh. And, Maggie who? But Maggie now that we, we have so many podcasts, not so many, we have some great podcasts in addition to Seeking why, Wisdom. Why did you lump in Maggie into so many? I, so I, many. No, I said so many, but I didn't mean so many. Okay. I meant like there's one great podcast. There's a lot of things out there that might be great. We don't know. Mm-hmm. You're the only proven one. But what we, we haven't done a good job, this is on me, is like we haven't done a good job of like integrating all these things. And so we want to have you as a regular part of this show for a couple minutes to basically like let people know what's happening in, on your show. Mm-hmm. I, I One podcast that I love is Bill Simmons sports guy does a great job with this did, did he pay for that no he didn't pay for that but, okay. but he has a, he has a shout out to you Bill respect they have a bunch of different shows and like he has people from those other shows come on and, and yeah. say hey and let you know and I think because mm-hmm. yeah. I think there's a limiting belief which is like oh Matt I'm not a product manager I can't listen right. to Maggie's show And I actually think it's so much more than that. So what's been going on on your show, Maggie? Yeah, we've been talking to a bunch of amazing product leaders about how they built their businesses, how they built their teams, how they know what they're doing is the right thing to do, which I think are topics that cut across everyone's jobs. So I'm really excited for some of the guests that are coming up. I can't share all of them. You can't share any of them? No. All secrets. No secrets. Oh, you must have the secret pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh? What, if I were you, Maggie, sorry to interrupt. No, that's, please, that's what I do. My feedback specialty, at, my specialty. at any moment. If I were you, I would go out today and buy, and get a T-shirt and on it that says "The Proven One." The, the Proven, proven one, one is pretty hot. hot. That's where you that's put. That's hot. a quote. I'm gonna Dave need Gerhardt. that. The Proven Dave, One. Dave Hush. Gerhardt. Black T. Yeah, yeah, black T. Black on black. Black on black. The Proven. The Proven One. What's up? I'll take it. I dig that. What do you want your show to be about? Right, like if you have somebody that listens to your show, is it gonna be product people that listen to it or? I think there's probably, hopefully, lots of product people that listen to it because that's the thing that I nerd out about that I'm really interested in, so I'm hoping it's helpful to them. But I think anyone who works with or next to product people should find it to be helpful because it's about how to work better with them, how to know what we do, what, how we do what we do. And the, I get a lot of people who are like, I'm in the middle of this project. I don't know what to do next. Like, can you bring someone on the show that's struggling and, like, walk them through something? So I'm hoping to do more like that, too. That's I, great because it's product people, designers, engineers, mm-hmm. and people that we hear from every day who want to be one of those three things. Right. I tweeted out your episode with Richard Banfield. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Richard. And I was like, I'm not even a product person. I like this episode because yeah. I think I think there is a lot to learn from, yeah. from the product world, and especially if you're in marketing, especially if you're in sales. Mm-hmm. Or if you're an entrepreneur. Emotional safety. I need emotional safety. I mean, look, I was a product it's manager. I was a, oh, as class. we've discussed, I was a product manager. <laughs> I provide emotional safety. Too. I was a product manager at this company myself, so feel be- feel free That's to true. you know whatever That's lessons true. you want. You about tre- about you're Trello, the mold that we are Trello all boards, trying to love to. Sprints, whatever you guys need, I got yeah. your back. You got it covered. Um, but seriously, Maggie's show is awesome. You should definitely go and check it out if you're interested in product, if you work in startups, technology, mm-hmm. or you're just hungry and you want to learn because that's ultimately what we want to do with the whole Seeking Wisdom podcast network is be the new way that you learn in, in 2019, which I'm super excited about. Super exciting. She yeah. already has her five-star, sometimes six-star sometimes. reviews. Got uh, a couple of six-stars. It's a couple of six-stars. Yep. My she's mom fine is with definitely the in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. She's Catherine. fine. Unlike myself, I'm only good with mm. six-stars. Uh, Maggie's okay with the fine I'll five take stars. the five-stars. I'll yeah. take them. One of the best, so we did this episode on copywriting, mm-hmm. which go back and check it out. Maggie was nice enough to have me on her show. One of the hottest, best piece of advice that I got about copywriting came via Maggie, via Maggie's dad. Get out of here. Who said that he used to tell her his copywriting secret, say what you mean. 
Get out of here. He would that? take my papers and he would put them down. He wouldn't read them. And then he would say, What were you trying to say? Mm-hmm. And then he'd say, Say that. That's wow. like year. That's it. That's everything that we talk about. Wow, that's amazing. Say what you that's mean. Chills. All right. Huh? What's up, Maggie's dad? Michael. Shout out to you, Michael. OG. Yeah. All right, Maggie, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Great. Thanks, now guys. back to your regularly scheduled seeking wisdom. And we're back. We're back. Seeking Wisdom is back. I'm excited. I'm fueled up from coffee. Let's get this. You are. Mm-hmm. You are. This is how you know DC. This is how you know DC is from is from Queens, New York. Easy. When it gets cold out, he will not go outside. I definitely will not go outside. He will not go outside, which is it doesn't make any sense because Queens is East Coast. It is cold, but there's just like a, it's colder in Boston. Something happens there. Like he will not go outside. He usually doesn't drink the inside coffee. But this is if DC is drinking inside coffee, you know that it's cold out. It's cold. I'm <laughs> drinking inside coffee. I'm not going out there. It's brutal. All right. I love this because I used to have to, DC used to have to send me messages in order to get content for Seeking Wisdom. But now you have this Sunday night email that you send to the company. Yes. And it's just become this goldmine for Seeking Wisdom. So thank you. You're making my job easy. You sent one last Sunday night. And this is about waiting for perfect. Mm, mm, and I mm. think there's so many sub-themes in this. So yep. I want to call today's episode, Stop Waiting for Perfect. I love that title. So That's a clickable I'm gonna, title. This is, I'm going to do what I do best, which is replay things you already said to me and then get <laughs> you to remember them. So, yeah, yeah. So this you, email that I sent to the company is called the TSNS. Yes, TSNS. The Sunday Night Series. Yeah. I remember it. And, um, I thought it was the Sunday Night Send. I like the Sunday Night Series. Okay. okay. The Sunday Night Send is kind of hot. The series. Though. It's, you know, it's like a... It's a series. It's... It's a serious series. It is very serious. Uh, and, uh, and I began sending this, I don't know, a month or two months ago. I just send them out. I try to write what's on my mind. Sometimes people reply. Sometimes they don't. I'm like, does anyone read this? But then I hear good feedback from people. I guess they read it. And so it's provided fodder now for, See, for Seeking Wisdom. See, I've been replying, and I want you to know that I'm not replying to pump you up. Like, no, I'm I don't like, need to this be is good up. feedback. I yeah. like this. Okay. So this this week's email, you said you took two screenshots of, of things that you said in Slack, which were basically like... Simplify advice to somebody in in creative and somebody in product about things that looked complicated. And you just said basically simplify. You took screenshots of them, put them in your email, and then you said the point of this email is waiting for perfect. Waiting for perfect is something that we must avoid. Waiting for perfect can look like this: waiting until you have consensus, waiting for perfect information, waiting until we've had a chance to rewrite all the things. Right, like rewrite every word on the on the homepage. Or you said engineers love to fall into that trap. Oh, they love this one. Waiting until we have the perfect strategy, tool, framework, or process. Waiting until we have the perfect setup, rig, studio, equipment. Waiting for perfect is a trap. We all fall into it. We all seek it, but it never comes. It's an illusion. It's an illusion that paralyzes you. Woo! That sounds pretty good, huh? Sounds pretty good. Old man still has something there. You got, you still got a the fastball. Pep. So mm-hmm. what, why, what is that waiting for perfect? You've seen this lesson over and over and over, over and over I suffer, again. I suffer through it. I fall into this trap all the time myself. I shared that because I had observed some things happening, you know, within the team, within the company, where we're starting to scale, we're starting to get bigger. We have lots of people on the team. And one thing that naturally happens around this size and continues to happen even more so as you get bigger is this kind of search for perfect all the time. And so that's when consensus comes in. This is when the concept of Bezos talks about the one-way versus two-way doors, which I love that concept. I use it all the time. He basically has this framework where he says, most decisions that you make, that you will make, are two-way doors. And what he means by that is that they're not 
irreversible, mm. meaning that it's a door with two ways. So you can make this decision, and if you figure out that the decision is wrong, you can turn around and you come come back right in from that door. So on two-way decisions, you don't need to wait for consensus. You don't need to wait for perfect information. You don't need to wait for any perfection. Just make the decision and learn from that decision versus one-way doors. One-way doors are serious decisions you should spend a lot of time analyzing because once you make them, they are not reversible. Can you talk about, we, we haven't talked this much about it on the podcast, but something that you are allergic to and you try to kill here at Drift is consensus. Mm-hmm. Why, what is so bad about consensus? And why, yeah. are you, why are you so, even if somebody's like, let's vote in Slack with emojis about blank, no. What, what, what is it about consensus? I spend a lot of time trying to stomp, stomp. out consensus, Yes, right? Big time. I'm surprised we've never done an episode on this because it's so foundational. To me, consensus needs to be avoided at all costs, right? Because consensus is regression to the mean, mm. meaning like you basically create something. If you have consensus when you're creating something, you are averaging out to the least offensive thing possible. And so therefore, unlike what Seth Godin says, which is like you need to pick an edge and you need to go all the way to the edge and get you know a positive or negative reaction out of that, you regress to the least offensive version of something, meaning that it is by definition not gonna be able to be great. And what we're trying to go after is to create greatness, right? To create those great op 10X, 100X opportunities. And if you keep moving towards consensus, it will never happen. But consensus is the trap that we all fall into because we are social animals and we want everyone to get along and we don't want people to be upset. And so we will always err towards the side of consensus and get people to vote and no one wants to stick their neck out. And so like everyone agreed. And so and that leads to crappy decision making. Yeah, consensus is just like a way of like getting a you don't want to own the decision. No. Right? Oh, well, well, we all voted on it and then it, and then it failed. So like ultimately we're all responsible. Yeah, but, yeah, but no one was responsible. <clears throat> I can't I can't tell you which book this is from, but there's a great quote that I've been uh, sent to you recently about this, kind of related to this. And the, and this guy says the risk of insult is the price of clarity, mm-hmm. right? And that that to me has a lot to do with consensus, right? Because if you are the reason people go to consensus is because then you don't you don't piss anybody off. Totally. Right? But but then you have kind of have this like I don't know why we're doing this. Why mm-hmm. we make the decision? We say, hey, we did it this way. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Also, it speaks to having a culture that's open to feedback, right? Totally. And having a culture that has backbone, have backbone, make a decision. Yeah, disagree and commit. Make that decision, and then be responsible for it and learn from it when it succeeds and when it fails. So that's consensus. But back to this like waiting for perfect, the mm-hmm. myth of waiting for perfect. A couple other things that came up. Trap. It always happens this way. You sent me this screenshot. You're back to rereading the Classics. homie, the legend, Stephen Pressfield. What's up, Stephen? Okay. Love him. Uh, big fan of the show. And Can you adopt me? Uh, you said that'd be amazing. And actually, no, that would be too much. The two Why? of you together would be too Toge- much. That'd oh be too my much. goodness. Imagine the books we write together. Too much. So, so, so passages from, I think this was The War of Art. Play hurt. The amateur believes that she must have all her ducks in a row before she can launch her startup or compose her symphony or design her iPhone app. The professional knows better. Mm, that's actually from Turning Pro. This is from Turning but, Pro? Yeah, uh, I thought it was from his okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, very similar. And uh, I love that. I love, I mean, every time I read Stephen Pressfield, he's just like energy pills. It yep. just like fires me up. Yep. So if you haven't read The War of Art, I would start there. Or Turning Pro, you need to read both of those books right there because he tells you the truth, right? He talks about the amateur versus the professional. Yeah. And all of us are, no one's professional. We're all striving to be professional at different things. 
and there's a big difference between the two. You just got to get gets to athletes play hurt, warriors fight scared. The professional takes two aspirin and keeps on trucking. That's pretty good. But I think I think it's just a momentum, right? The thing one of the lessons I've learned from you is like momentum is everything. Right? Momentum is everything. And so if you have that big idea, great. What's the thing you can do today? Yeah. Right? Early days of Drift, we knew we were going to do marketing, mm-hmm. but the slice we picked off was product marketing, mm-hmm. and that was a tiny piece. Yep. Why? Because how do you focus on this big pie mm-hmm. with six people on a team? Mm-hmm. So it's always a momentum thing. Yeah, we are naturally, all of us are lazy, especially myself. And so momentum is important because you need to have that forward progress and feeling like you're making progress towards some bigger goal to keep you in the fight, to keep you going each yeah. day, to keep you going through. Because most days are going to be tough and hard and you're not going to want to do it. But if you have momentum, that's the little pick-me-up that keeps you going each day. I just finished reading... Atomic Habits by, by oh, yeah. your guy, James Clear. Mm-hmm. And up, the James? whole thing is uh, get 1% better every day. That's it. Because that compounds. Remember in the old mm-hmm. office, you used to have that, used to have that equation, yeah. that math equation. Yeah, yeah. And it would show you like what getting what, what 1% improvement times 365 days looks like. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. It's a crazy, crazy visual. 1% better every day. Oh, I need to bring back that visual. That book is great. Atomic Habits, James Clear. We often share his stuff. He's good stuff, homie. He should be on the podcast. Should. Let's get the homie on. And, uh, but, you know, another thing that I talked about in that internal post and why I thought this was so important was the idea of the scientific method, right? Mm. I saw you had that open for a second. And uh, that is why all of this is important because you want to build around, look up the scientific method and you'll see a circle, a chart that goes into a circle, right? That is a circle, I should say, that starts with a question and then it goes into research, then it goes into hypotheses, test, you analyze data, you conclude something, you look at results, you form a new question, right? This is a more drawn out version. But basically, the whole scientific method is how you want to approach the things that you do within your company, right? You want to have a hypothesis, you want to test that out in the real world, you want to gather results from that, learn, right? This is the learning loop, and then go back, have another hypothesis, and keep iterating. So you want that iterative process, and that rapid iteration is the key to rapid learning. And this is why momentum is important. This is why you can't wait for perfect, because every scientific design, experiment design, will be flawed somehow, no matter how perfect you want it to be. And so you need to get out there when the costs are low, right? When this is a two-way door we're talking about, not a one-way door, the cost is low, so get out there and start testing that. All right, so this is a CTA, I think, for today. You're heading into 2019. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got big goals. Big goals. Just get started, right? Mm-hmm. If your goal is to do 100 push-ups, start and do one today mm-hmm. and do two tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to run a marathon, do a mile today. Like, the one, I think it is this 1% better. Get started somewhere and stop waiting for perfect. That's stop the advice we want to leave people with today. Two-way doors versus one-way doors. Hit us up. On iTunes. The reviews are back, so maybe it was back. broken. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I it was think, broken. I think that somebody they're, they're said we should be charging for this type of content. Amen. Yep. So I you and me both, my yeah, friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so hit us up on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this. Spotify, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube. Because my boy G2 YouTube. is trying to get YouTube subs. How are we doing on YouTube subs, G2? Right here. We're um, going to have a bunch of stuff during this episode. So it, seems, it. it seems like in the middle. All right. In the middle. Early. See ya. Early. All right. See ya. We're out of here.